Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 57, Mystery of the Batwoman. Hi, chums. I almost called you friends. You guys aren't friends. You're chums. Yeah, chums. It's Different ve- people. That was the old show. Yeah, I mean, some of the same people are still with us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who's with us at this point. I assume we have listeners, yeah. right? Right? Someone must, is out there be. listening? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not even, this isn't even me like, oh, nobody says they like our show. No, it's not that. It's just, I, I don't, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a clue. Um... This movie, I did not particularly care for. It was not much of anything, is what it was not much of. Um, yeah, I think, I think like last time, you probably enjoyed this a little more than me. I just, it was another situation like last time where it's like, wh- why? Yeah, what was I the don't, point of this? Th- again, it just seems very much like, well, we should probably make another Batman movie. They seem to make money. Okay. When did this come out, actually? This is from 2003. 2003, which we were talking about this before the show, is like after, uh, right after Batman Beyond uh, ended its original run, Justice League mm-hmm. was going. I don't think it had become JLU yet, but like like the DC Animated Universe was in full swing. Yeah. Sort of calling back to the original one at this point would have been a nice like, oh, I like everything you're doing so far, but going back to the OG animated Batman with, uh, you know, with uh, Kevin Conroy, this should be fun. Yeah. It no. was not. <laughs> just, I, I liked, I, I liked the twist, like, which is this entire thing is built on a twist. Yeah. That's it, though. There's yeah, nothing else about it. Not much of anything. Like, yeah. I th- and yet. This is the longest summary I've seen you write in quite some time. I, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on for nothing happening. Mm. Well, why don't you tell us? Why don't you Why don't you read us this summary and I'll go have a smoke. <clears throat> All right. So it's another red night in Gotham City and various goons are attempting to ship some new high-tech laser rifles to New York where they can appear on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. I believe Aerosmith will be picking them up. Then the truck is attacked by Bat... Woman? What? Yes, it's the new Batwoman on a goblin glider, which she apparently also got from the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Lots of comings and goings from that pretty terrible show. <laughs> anyway, Batman has arrived, and he, and, or excuse me, I am going to do this a lot, actually. Anyway, <laughs> Batwoman has arrived, and she is, not, woman. she is not fucking around. She blows up a truck, sends another one into the Gotham River, lasers some dudes, while Batman and Robin, who have just arrived, are not impressed. Tim's a little impressed. Bruce is just mad, but he's always kind of mad or angry, but never proud. Never, ever proud. Meanwhile, the weapons in question are being shipped out by the devious new team of villains. The Penguin and his new voice. Rupert Thorne and his new love of card tricks. Carlton Duquesne and his new Ness. He is a new character. He's new. He's also here to provide security and... Also a daughter, Kathy, who will be an excellent suspect in the mystery of the Batwoman. Anyway, the three of them are pulled up under a virgin megastore and also a sweatshop that makes cheap offspring t-shirts for for an 18-year-old me to buy. They're all really mad about this new Batwoman, which is understandable. At Wayne Enterprises, a young woman named Rocky Ballantine demonstrates to Bruce her new customizable metal that can be shaped into anything. Hot dog, igloo, Batwoman (laughs) costume. uh, Just ignore that last one. 
Rocky's also got a reason to want to be Batwoman, mainly that the Penguin set up her fiancé, possibly his only successful crime to date. Batman also meets Sonia Alcana, Bullock's new partner, who is basically the Valeris to Montoya's Savick. She hates crime because she is a cop. So we have three possible mystery Batwomens. But which one could it be? Have you figured it out? Bullock's new keychain leads Batman and Robin to the Virgin Megastore, but unfortunately Batwoman is already in the process of blowing it up. This pisses off basically everyone in the cast. Batman begins to suspect Kathy for reasons that I must have missed, so the next day, as Bruce, she stalks her, he stalks her to a mall, which turns into a date for him. Feeling the need for exposition, Kathy tells Bruce about how it sucks to have a mobster as a father, and that it ended up with her mom getting killed. Bruce hints that he knows what she is talking about, because his parents were also killed by crime. You may not know this, he doesn't talk about it a whole lot. Meanwhile, Penguin and Thorne decide that there aren't enough Batman villains in this Batman movie and have Bane shipped in from wherever he goes when he isn't yelling at Batman and throwing heavy objects. DC's who's who in the DC universe says, probably Florida. Bane arrives and starts talking about how excited he is to yell at Batman and throw heavy objects, so it looks like the guys are getting what they paid for. Bruce takes Kathy, Kathy to the Iceberg Lounge, which is almost instantly attacked by Batwoman. Hmm, thanks Bruce. So Kathy isn't Batwoman. Shit, the mysteries are... The mysteries I solve are usually easier than this. The Riddler hasn't even shown up to look smug yet. Then he changes into Batman, and everyone gets into a big fight. After the fight, Batman finds a piece of shape-changing metal. Oh, good, he says. That means that Rocky is Batwoman. Thank God, this was a really this was reaching cozy mystery levels of difficulty. <laughs> Unfortunately, Rocky was working at Wayne Tech the night that Batwoman was blowing up the Virgin Megastore, so it wasn't her either. This mystery has too many things, says Batman. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a sewer somewhere, Batwoman meets up with Rocky and Kathy and reveals herself to be Sonya. So it was all three of them. Did you know? I knew. Suck it, Batman. I'm this generation's Sherlock Hemlock. <laughs> anyway, this is running long, so let's cut to the Penguin, Thorn, and, du and Duquesne's cruise ship, which is shipping the lasers to wherever. Bane arrives, having captured the Kathy version of Batwoman. Then Batman shows up. Everybody fights for a while. Batwoman blows up the boat, everyone fights some more, Bane yells and throws heavy objects, and then falls into a fire like so much Gaston, and everything works out. Sonya is fired from the GCPD for Batwoman-related activities, Rocky gets her boyfriend out of prison, and Kathy keeps dating Bruce, which I'm sure will work out great for her. It always does. Mm-hmm. Every time. Ah, a new, a new girlfriend for me, Bruce. Mm-hmm. This'll be great. Well, this, uh, this leads right into your bad thing. So, yeah, this is a whole thing, um... We get Babs calling Bruce from college and clearly hinting that they're to, that they're together now, or possibly that Babs just wants to bone down and Bruce isn't discouraging that. Um, neither of those is great. Uh, well, hang on. Let's 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 talk about that first. You, I know you have a two part thing, and we'll ah. get to the other one in a sec. I like when by this point Batman Beyond existed, and Terry McGinnis talks to Barbara, mm. like who is now old and she's the a commissioner, commissioner now, right? Police. Yeah, 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 exactly, and strongly hints mm -hmm. that she and Batman were involved. And this conversation seems to back that up. Yeah. However, it is possible. I think I'm not, and I'm, I'm not trying to bend over backwards. I'm not trying to say, Oh, they didn't do something gross. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were trying for something gross. I don't know, but I think there's wiggle room here. I think it's also possible. She developed an inappropriate crush on Bruce. Bruce does not know how the fuck to handle something like that. And is very awkward. It's, and, if that's the case, that's a little better, I think. Uh, that is true, and I would be very happy. Uh, and and that. also, that means future Barbara would remember it as he broke my heart. Yeah. Instead of, like, we fooled around. Because 
she was super into him mm-hmm. and he rebuffed her, which would, would lead to her being a little bitter about it. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened. I, it, but maybe not. I, I would know. prefer that. It's just, it's very, and Bruce being all like, ah, we can't talk about this right now. I got to go. I'm going into a tunnel. Yeah, and he crunches some paper. Like, like he's. He's Batman. He's better at lying to people, but also he shouldn't be lying to Barbara. He but lies to the, people you know. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, I think I know what they're trying to do, because Batman at this point is getting pretty, you know, pretty grim. Mm-hmm. And they want to balance that with some humor and say, well, he's not great at absolutely everything. Here's something he's not good at. But he's so bad at it, it's not even funny. Yeah, it's just weird and kind of off-putting. Yeah, and then there's a second part to your whole, like, him dating people thing. Well, and then we get into him dating uh, Kathy, who, like, he, he well, does you, got a, you got a strong vibe of her being sort of, like, 20, and I'm not sure if if I missed something or oh, if, like, I don't know. It just, it was just, the, like, here's the thing. The way Bruce Tim women are drawn is a very specific yeah. way, and the way uh, Bruce Tim men are drawn is a very specific way, and it just... Bruce looks so much, like, older and, like, bigger than her, you know? Yeah, but he and, looks the same way next to Catwoman, next to, you know, all all the the actual age-appropriate loves of his life. Like, yeah. um, uh, uh, what's her name? Talia. Mm-hmm. Because Bruce Tim women, as you say, are fit a certain profile. And it's just, and it's a combination of that and her, like, still living with her dad and, like... Yeah, but he's a mobster mm-hmm. and... Uh, like he won't let her out of his sight yep. and if she goes anywhere he's, she's got to go with security so she could easily be 30 and he just won't let her go mm-hmm. and that would be great i just yeah. like you know nothing is ever sort of implied to that and it just it comes off as a little squicky to me no i get it and i don't want to i don't want to say you're wrong to feel bad cuz i don't think you are mm-hmm. but i I don't know, like, I'm just, all I'm doing is providing another possible sure. interpretation. Maybe she's not. And I will latch on to that. I don't think she's in the same league as the other women he's mm. into. I mean, when she find, when he finds out she's Batwoman a little bit, I guess. Because yeah. she's into the same stuff he's into now, and mm-hmm. also a bit of a criminal, which is his type. That's. I mean, that is true. It's just, and the yeah. way it ends is just very, like, she sort of comes, well. like, it's like the happy ending for, like, uh... Well, Sonya, not really. She's off to go do whatever. But, like, Rocky gets her boy, her, uh, her fiancé yeah. back. And you sort of get this look from Kathy where she's just like, oh, I guess there's nothing in that old bag for me. Well, well, and the thing is, she already had, like, they did an okay job with her reconciling with her dad on the mm-hmm. boat. Like, he went to prison and he's not immediately at hand. Yeah, but, but like, you know. She, her life is better in a way. Like yeah. Her dad, her dad is paying for his crimes mm-hmm. and their relationship is improving. So yeah. she didn't need Bruce as a prize also. Yeah, it's just like the way it ends with them dr- literally driving off into the sunset together. It's like, well, this will last, let's see, 10 minutes. Yep. Well, and uh, let's get into my bad thing. Mm-hmm. So we are... I would guess no more than five years after the last episode of uh, of the new Batman Adventures, probably mm-hmm. more like two or three, because Barbara's Barbara was already in college. I'm guessing she's off at grad school now. Yeah, because she and Dick were at college together at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So like she might be at grad school. She might be off doing something else. But like Tim is has hit puberty, like his voice is changing. And we'll talk about that in a minute because yep. I got I got a problem with that. But um. It's it's not that far into the future is my point. So 
they don't get away with the Batman Beyond, like everyone says dumb slang that you've never heard because it's 50 years later. Yeah. It's, so she's, she's, she has this thing she says when she leaves, which is, Twala. And it's so affected and it's so stupid. It's so like, like honestly, and we'll talk to this when we get to Batman Beyond, but mm-hmm. like, I think they did an okay job with their slang. Like it's, it's still a little terrible, but like shui meaning cool. I can see that. Sure. I could see that catching on. That's, that's all right. Mm-hmm. And they got to like, uh, they call people dregs when, when they're like, when they're shitty people and like, yeah, dregs of society. Yeah. I get where that comes from, but like Twala is nothing. That's where the f- just. But again, it's, so it's not future slang. It's just a thing she says. Yeah. This is never going to catch on, Kathy. Oh, I think it might. And mm. not only that, but she says it two or three times. It's like her signature thing that she says. So fine, whatever. Just accept that for the moment. Bruce, at the end, says it to her, but he says it as though it means hello. Yeah. Like, br- what it, are you? What? It, it, she's, is she's it like aloha? aloha? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. She's she's walking out of the prison having visited her dad, and he's there by his fancy sports car, mm-hmm. and he goes, Twala, and like, well, that means goodbye, stupid. <laughs> What's am wrong I, with you this week, this time, Bruce? Am I doing this right? No, specifically, this is what I say when I leave people. Yeah. It, it's like ta-ta. Like, it's it's dumb, but, but it's that's not what it ta-ta. means. It's not ta-ta. But it has the same cadence as mm-hmm. that. She says it like she's saying ta-ta, mm-hmm. and- you don't walk up to someone and say "tata" like that. <laughs> what are you doing? I like "tata," but I don't want people to think that I'm ripping them off. I'll do my own thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I is it French? No, not at all. Dramatically, I get it. You give a character their own little dumb thing that they say, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you'll certainly remember it forever. <laughs> I, I literally, when Amanda and I fired it up, we were like, "Oh God, this is Twala, isn't it?" <laughs> And half the reason it stuck with me is hearing Kevin Conroy say it at the end and trying trying his best, one of the best voiceover actors Mm -hmm. in animation history best to make it work, and he still doesn't. (laughs) It's just a terrible thing to say. So, speaking of voice actors, you mentioned this in your summary. Mm -hmm. The Penguin was replaced. Yes, he was. He's now David Ogden Steers. David Ogden Steers, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He uh, was he's in, he's been in a shit ton of stuff. He yeah, was I'm looking in MASH. at it now. Yeah, he's in MASH. He did a bunch of voices in uh like prominent voices in Disney movies in the nineties, which mm-hmm. I'm largely unfamiliar with because I wasn't a kid in the nineties, but you would know them. Sure. Um Yeah, yeah, and, Pocahontas, uh Yeah, I, I he was oh, in Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a bunch of them. I think Lilo and Stitch as well. Mm-hmm. Like just, just about, like all the Disney movies in the nineties. Um he also, in uh, an episode of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, the episode where Loxana fell for that dude who comes from the planet where they uh, kill themselves when they're 60 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very good, very touching episode of Star Trek. Yeah. He's he's a good actor, mm-hmm. and he's not even a bad penguin, he's... but it's like there's no reason to swap out a very established voice actor at this point with a very distinctive voice. That's the thing. He does a perfectly fine job as the penguin, but- yeah. We have heard this penguin talk for like since the beginning, since yeah. like episode two or three. It's been, like, he's uh, been around the whole time. I was mixed this up. It's been Paul Williams since like yeah, yeah, always. And, and the thing is, the guy who directed this, I think it's Ellen Burnett. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. Uh, he, which, who is one of the production regular production guys on all the other shows. It's not like he came from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, just said, yeah, we wanted to play with something new. Like it, Paul Williams was available. Yeah. 
it's just like, nah, we wanted to try someone else. And Bruce Tim in an interview years later said, well, Alan had my blessing. He could do whatever he liked. I wouldn't have done that, which yeah. is a very polite way of saying, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, man? seriously? All right. A weird like choice. Like, and everyone else's yeah. voice is the same, you know? Yeah. They got the guy who played Rupert Thorne to say like three lines. The dude, there was no point for Rupert Thorne to be in this movie. Yeah. He had nothing to do, and he said almost like they could have looped him from before, but it was the same guy. Yeah. Did Paul uh, Williams Ru- key your car or something? <laughs> he would have done it very low. He's a very <laughs> short man. Uh, our mutual friend Sabrina, who's been on the show a few times, uh, showed me a very interesting movie that he made in the 70s mm-hmm. called Phantom of the Twilight. Phantom of the Twilight? No, Phantom of the Fa- Paradise. Phantom of the me. Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, it's a, it's an odd movie. Yeah, it's I gotta fun. watch that. It's been on my list for a while. It's odd as hell, mm-hmm. but it's um, uh, Paul Williams is in it, and so I'm. It's very fresh in my head just how tiny he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like small f- Williams, three foot two. Ah, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> but it's like I, he was a perfect penguin. Why yeah, you, like. They only replaced one guy once mm-hmm. for no. It's like, yeah, we just wanted to play around with it. Well, if you did five more movies and you kept playing around with it, all right, these are experiments. That's fine, but you you didn't. Oh, I'm I'm seeing here they got a new Bane too. I was about to say that they did replace Bane, but also Bane, Bane is Bane. Yeah, like, he doesn't say a whole lot, and his point is to stand around looking menacing and and beat up Batman, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, okay, yeah, it sucks that they replaced him, but I'm not as attached to him. The penguin's a very chatty guy. So, yeah, you know. Also, one last chance to make the penguin kind of cool, and they they fucked it up again. <laughs> hey, guess what? They failed. This is the penguin that I think of when we talked about like oh, because I I kept saying one day he's gonna own a a, a nightclub, but he's still gonna be a gangster. Yep. And he they alluded to that in the series, but this full on says, oh yeah, he's working with Thorn and this other mm-hmm. guy, and he's like he's a full on. Like uh, you know, arms tracker or uh, trafficker. Yeah. So selling those big laser guns that Thorn has for the last chunk of the movie. Yeah. There's there's a good thread that runs through the Superman series, which we'll see soon. Mm -hmm. Where I think it's um, I think they got them from Apocalypse. Actually, there's like oh yeah, heavy duty alien weaponry that like starts uh, making its way onto the streets of Metropolis, and Superman's like, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dark sides like f- like uh, yeah. giving, giving, selling guns to inter to intergang. That was it. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And that's a whole like it's not just one episode. It's sort of a thread that runs through yeah. the series, as I recall. Like it comes up a few times, and uh, that's how they introduce that cop that's modeled after Jack Kirby. Yeah, um, and uh, Maggie Sawyer also. Mm-hmm. And but my point is, they could have sort of tied that into this and said these are those guns, but they they're, no, they're just different laser guns. Yeah, you know, just but laser they, guns. There's an existing DC animated reason to have scary laser guns, but mm-hmm. nah, nah. I mean, that sort of feels like this entire movie, you know? It's like, oh, we could do this. Nah. And the fact that Batwoman is these three women that you're trying to figure out who, like, that's that's not a bad hook. But it's not bad. Like, it's, it's kind of nice having an actual mystery, you know? Yeah. Uh, Amanda watched it with me and watched it with me originally mm-hmm. when we saw it, you know, 10, 15 years ago sure. or whatever. And said the same thing both times. She thought the twist was very contrived. Mm. I don't agree, but there is an argument for that. Sure. I just, I liked that idea, but that's all this was. Yeah. And we got to know each of these women a little bit enough to, like, suspect each of them, which wasn't bad. Yeah. I I actually, this is my good thing. I mm. really liked Rocky, actually. I thought. Oh, yeah. She was a lot of fun. 
Good character model. Good voice acting by Kelly Ripa. Of all people. Yeah. Yeah. No, she did a good job. Mm-hmm. Not just like the talk show host that looks pretty while Regis daughters on about whatever the hell that Regis <laughs> talks about. <laughs> now, I like the whole bit with her uh, with her and Tim. Mm-hmm. Where where she's playing video games with him, and he's like, "Wow, video games!" Yeah, my my thought was, "Oh no, Tim, not you too." <laughs> this is how the last Robin went bad. Stay away. And just as puberty hit too. No, and I like you know, I mean, she's she's a movie nerd. She's she's still obviously mm-hmm. extremely attractive, and nobody actually buys that she's awkward because mm-hmm. she looks like you know young Meg Ryan or sure. something. But but it's still you know it's still cute. And she's still she's still not a bad character. Yeah. Um, have we talked about Sonya at all? No. Because can we fake Montoya? What a weird character. Like we were talking about this before we started recording. Like, yeah. and I mentioned it in my summary a little bit. Like, there's no way this character wasn't supposed to be Montoya at first. Yeah, she's clearly like she's Harvey Bullock's partner, mm-hmm. who is a Latin lady. Yeah. What the hell, man? Like. Like it feels very much like the original draft was like, yeah, and this will be like the you know this will end with like we'll make Montoya sort of like a main character. Like we've had her in the series since the beginning, and we'll sort of you know this will sort of be her out too. Like this will like this is how she get leaves the GCPD. And I mean, it, I don't know if I don't know if they knew they were going to stop making movies, mm. but like this is basically the last one, so they could have done anything they wanted. They could have killed her off if they wanted. Exactly, I'm glad they didn't. But well, you know, I'm, like, go ahead. Uh, and, like, it would make sense to, like, sort of promote her to, like, a superhero, too. Like, she's the question sure. in the comics. Like, sure. Like, it makes a lot of sense to sort of, like, lead off of this. It's like, yeah, she I, she could be Batwoman now if we ever decide to use a character again. Yeah. But then it's like, mm, actually, let's not let's uh, not use that character. That sounds too that's, interesting. That's what I'm saying is it, it feels like they didn't want to ruin the character that they created, but they weren't coming back anyway. What's yeah. the difference? Like and maybe again, maybe they didn't know that. Yeah. Either. Also, I was never clear if Montoya actually made detective because a couple of times she was dressed different, but she was still usually in a uniform. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I remember Montoya doing a lot more than she actually did from reading the comics. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, well, this is it for most of the yeah. supporting Batcast because they weren't allowed to use them after this. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure. We've seen the last of Montoya already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe she'll pop up in the one we're doing next week. But the one we're doing next week is kind of an aberration. Yeah, that one's I even don't... weird. Like, th- this was weird just in that, like, yeah. sort of it was all over. That one is weird in that it's like, yeah, and I guess we're going back to Batman the Animated Series, like, 15 years later. Well, that's fine. If they decide that, like, because they're still doing these direct-to-video things, like, mm-hmm. what, like, four or five a year? Something oh, yeah. Like that. So, like, if they decide some of them are in continuity... That's fine with me. I mean, it's yeah. Just, but if you are going to do that, if you are going to sort of break that seal, it should be worth doing. Like, mm-hmm. it should be, we're saying something interesting and new about this that we've never seen before. Like, oh, look, this actually did exist here or yeah. whatever. Like, whatever happened with Batman and this guy? Or did the Penguin always suck? <laughs> he sure did. I just, I wish I understood the appeal of the Penguin and you, you have a much broader experience of mm-hmm. reading him in good comics. Yeah. But I've, will you agree now? This is the last we see of the Penguin. You agree? He's, yeah, animated Penguin's he, not good. Yeah, this is my entire impression. Him and, and Burgess Meredith. Well, yes, if you rank the two of them, Burgess Meredith definitely comes out on top. Yeah, but Burgess Meredith, the only reason I like that character is because I like that actor. Mm-hmm. 
Well, he loved being the penguin. Yeah, exactly. And you could tell he was having mm-hmm. so much fun. Do you but know like, the the story he had? Yeah, yeah they he, told them to keep a keep a script like on retainer, like he, if he was ever in town. Yeah, if he was in town, he wanted to do a Batman episode. That yeah. rules. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, and and I I enjoy that guy, but it's like the Riddler. It's mm-hmm. like the Riddler sucks every time I've seen him, except when he's Frank Gorshin, because Frank Gorshin was goddamn nuts. Yep. But this Riddler. On this show, mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> There's a handful of villains on the show that they just never got right, and yeah, Penguin, he got closest to it. Like I said, at least at least he's a mobster now. At least he's not just well, now. I own a bar. I never would have thought that, like, like, just from remembering this show, that like they did a better job with Clayface than they did with the Penguin. But you know, oh, here yeah. we are. Yeah, consistently a great character. <laughs> Better, better, uh, the Clock King. Yep. Even better, like there's a, there's a bunch of them mm-hmm. who they did better. Who you would not expect. How come Clock King never teamed up with Killer Croc and they could be Killer Clock? That's uh, well, I got one reason. <laughs> Can you guess it? <laughs> it's the mystery of me hating that pun. <laughs> Killer Croc oh. can be that guy that just teams up with other villains. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Instead of World's Finest, you call it World's Worst. <laughs> yeah. And just team him up with all the other villains. <laughs> I guess I'm doing this this week. Okay. Hey, Joker, can we call ourselves Croker? No. <laughs> I don't think we'll be doing that. <laughs> Two-Face, Clayface, and Crockface. Can we have a talker like this contest? <laughs> I mean, those are the guys to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your good thing? Uh, Alfred is really on point this week. Every word out of his mouth is fucking funny. If if I am not mistaken, this may be the last or close to the last time we'll see Alfred. Yeah, well, and that is unfortunate. Very sad. Yeah, because he was. You're right. He's goddamn amazing. Uh, this is a, uh, for example. Here is my quote. All right. Could she have been an old opponent in a new disguise? Perhaps Catwoman? No. Even Selina Kyle has more regard for human life. This is someone entirely new, Alfred. The last thing Gotham City needs is a vigilante running amok. As they say on the streets, I ain't touching that one. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the bit where he's in the... In the they're, they're staking out the, the department store, and he's reading a Dennis the Menace comic. <laughs> Dennis the so Menace has gotten fun. into it again, sir. It's so good. Like, that's so specific. I don't even think Warner Brothers, like, I think that's owned by, you know, the, the syndicate or whatever. Like, I don't think they, yep. it wasn't like product placement. I think they just wanted him to say Dennis the mm-hmm. Menace. <laughs> and B- Bruce is like, I'm going to go in and buy a watch. Because, like, you know, he's going to go spy on uh, Kathy. Yeah, he needs a reason. Yeah. And Alfred goes, well, you deserve one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> as I recall, he's got a couple of good moments with Tim as well. Mm-hmm. Tim just Which, sort of in the background for this entire movie. Just I mean, that's flips. Robin's role a lot of the mm-hmm. time. That's a, that, I'm okay with that. He's still Tim, and he's still, you know, hands on hips, big smile. Just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> and I will be for another three weeks. Oh, yeah. But I did want to talk about that. Yes. Now, you know I don't give that much of a fuck about continuity. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I, I'm not that kind of nerd. But... Batman Beyond Return of the Joker Mm -hmm. features a flashback to what is very definitively Tim Drake's 
final appearance as Robin. Boy, it sure fucking is. Yeah. And he's still squeaky voiced little Tim in that. Pubescent Robin doesn't exist. <clears throat> it's it's a nitpick, I know, but it shouldn't it shouldn't be. He should if he's thirteen or whatever by this point, he's not Robin anymore. That stuff happened already. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason is because they replaced the voice actor. And they yeah. maybe couldn't find someone to do that ho-ho voice <laughs> anymore. But I don't know. It just it bugged me a little bit. Just because yeah, sure. the timeline in my head is like, well, he was still this very is... much a, an innocent little child when that yeah. happened to him. It's not my fault. You guys made this. Like, Yeah. It's not on. even like It's not even like you got to the point where you needed crisis to fix what you'd made you mm. very carefully plotted out each show separately yeah so, again so you like, wouldn't get there everything yeah. very specifically done and then this shows yeah. up and just like i don't care well i mean they were clearly trying to lay some extra groundwork in the present for the barbara bruce thing however you want to interpret mm-hmm. that which i get but you know but even then it's just like it's a scene it, like babs shows yeah. up and i'm like oh good bad girl's in this no she isn't yep. No, I mean she was she was the main focus of the last one. Mm-hmm. You don't need her in all of them. That's fine. And, sure. And explaining where she why she wasn't there is okay. Mm-hmm. I just again, this is the last one. It would have been nice to see yeah everyone one more last yeah. time. You know. All right, let's talk about um, it's Duquesne, right? Yes, because yeah, I was actually surprised. Like, Ka- uh, Kathy Kane is like that's uh, yeah Batwoman's like the re- the original Batwoman's name. Right. And it's a pretty good, like, cover for it. Like, yeah. I saw it written down, and I'm like, I don't know who this is. And then when well, they say cause it. Because it says Duquesne. Yeah. Like, it's, spell- it's it's super French, and you're like, uh, how do you say that? I copy and pasted it twice into the uh, into the doc. Yeah, and then and I then... saw you started writing K-A-N-E. Instead. Yeah, by the third time, I was just like, let's just fucking do this phonetically. I don't care. <laughs> you're you're the only one who has to read it. It's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah... It's like, okay, there's another gangster. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a dude of color, which, okay, good. Sure. Like, diversify things. That's fine. Um, they um, cast Kevin Michael Richardson, who is who you get when you get a big, scary black dude mm-hmm. in a cartoon. He was, uh, uh, they, they they weren't people of color, but uh, the Mahler twins most recently. In, oh, uh, yeah. Invincible. That guy, you know that guy from everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys, and I love his voice, and he was good in this, mm-hmm. but. But he was just like he did half the shit Rupert Thorne used to do, so Rupert Thorne could just sort of stand there and do card tricks. That's his yeah. Thing. He doesn't. It's weird, just like that they went to all the trouble of bringing him in, redesigning him so that because Rupert Thorne never showed up in the new Batman Adventures, yeah. so they had to do a whole new Batman yeah. Adventures redesign for the character, and then he just sort of hangs around and play like does card yeah. tricks. It's like, I don't think we knew Rupert Thorne incredibly well. You could have said he had a daughter and done mm-hmm. this whole uh, plot with him. Easily. And if you wanted to do, like, diversify, you could have made uh, the the girl's mother black, mm-hmm. and you could still have exactly the same character model. Yeah. But instead, they had to introduce this whole new character, which is fine. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know every mobster in Gotham, like, this show can easily introduce more villains who have been around the whole time. Yeah. It's fine. It's just, you you got perfectly good Rupert Thorne at home. Mm-hmm. Why, would you, why would you buy uh, Duquesne also? Uh-huh. I, yeah. I, is it just to do the the Duquesne thing, maybe? like Could be. It's definitely a misdirect for people like you who are very familiar with yeah. that woman from the comics. Yeah. 
So I don't know. But it wasn't just her, so I don't know. It's very strange. Rocky's the only completely original character for created for this, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I like, think the so. The other one's sort of Montoya. Yeah. And this one's sort of Kathy Kane. Not really. I don't think she's anything like her, is she? No, not at all. I This might have been before... Like the modern Batwoman actually showed up. Now that I'm thinking about it, like well, by a I'm couple sure, of years. I'm sure it's before Batwoman was gay. Oh yeah, because that was like a new Fifty Two uh, thing. Right? When did? Yeah, she didn't show up until 2006. Right, which yeah. is like after one of the crisis events. I don't remember mm-hmm. which, and that was like all the Fifty Two stuff. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't like it, but I remember it. So I mean, it's a cool. It's a it's a real pull from out of uh, like yeah. old Batman history because ba- there hadn't been a Batwoman for years. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't, I still, to, to like, having watched this a couple of times, don't understand why she took the Bat brand. Yeah, they never say. It's like she just wants to get Batman pissed off at her. Why? Why? Yeah, I, he's like. Just, you know Batman's deal, right? He's just, he's going to figure it out, mm-hmm. and he's going to keep coming for you, because that's what he does. Yeah, like, at least if you're being, like, a new person, like, you're not going to, he's not going to be pissed off Right yeah. out of the gate, personally, you know? They could have done this exact story and called it, you know, Mystery of the whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. You'd have to think of a good, like, anti-hero name. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be Batwoman. It's just, it's very, again, just like, I don't know, put Batwoman on it. That's new. That's a thing we haven't done yet. Yeah. Also, there was a real cheap fucking, uh, hey, this is a terrible thing from the comics we'll never do, huh? Which I hate that shit. I, They're oh. like, uh, oh, why don't you get a bat hound? Ha, 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 ha. Shut up. The thing that bugs me there is that Bullock is not the type of person who refers to a dog as a hound just off the top of his head. Yeah, no. Also, by this point, Batman Beyond already existed. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Ba- Bruce had a dog named Ace. Yeah. So the bat hound did exist. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a very good boy. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters in that show. Yep. I'm not even kidding. No. Uh, let's see. What else? Yeah, this was not a whole lot of anything. It's uh, So the mask changes uh, Batwoman's voice, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I get that. That's, you got to preserve the mystery of the Batwoman. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, um, fake Montoya has an accent, mm-hmm. and it... it Covers that up as well? I guess. How does that work? She's doing like one of those bad American accents when she's wearing the mask. Hello. I am the Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, like, I, I found what you said in your summary very funny about, like, uh, Bruce never being proud. Because, yes, of course. <laughs> he's like he's like Captain Picard. No. Of course, never. However, uh... Technically, you're mm-hmm. wrong. Like, I don't give a fuck. You made a good joke. But um, I, there was some real good uh, letting Tim do a bunch of stuff on his own. That oh, yeah. He never would have done. Never would have done with Dick or with Tim when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, he lets Tim drive the boat. Yeah. Which I, And he lets lets him, like, like he gives him some detective shit to do. He's like, run this through the computer, see what you can find. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he trusted Barbara with this stuff. But it's yeah. kind of cool that, that Tim's coming along and he's like, He's actually like, yeah, you do this. I've got something else to do. Like, mm-hmm. wow, he trusts him. That's weird. That's about as close as you'll get to proud with Batman. Yeah, here's more work to do. Mm-hmm. You proved you're good. Now prove you're better. Okay. Uh-huh. When does this stop? Well, when the Joker kidnaps you and tortures you for three weeks. Uh-huh. Oh, no. That's not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, how'd you think this was going to go? Better than that. 
Uh, what else? Uh, look at my notes now. So the Batwoman costume, kind of mm-hmm. a like evolution of the Batman Beyond costume. Well, it's got the insignia in the same mm-hmm. place. It's never stayed, and it's got that face, like yeah, that's where, true. Where like it's sort of the Spider-Man mask, where it's like it. It doesn't seem like it should move with your with your eyes and mouth, but it does. Well, that's the thing. Like the mouth is open. Like it clings yeah. like to the area around the mouth. It's very strange. So yeah, I so sound like this. So I kind of like that. Like they never say this, but like I like the idea that's made of that like that metal. I don't think that that's true. I mean, like it's the same because color, is, which is all I me- got. But metal is metal, though. Hmm. I, I think it needs to be a little more breathable and a little less heavy and a little, like, a lot of properties of metal don't make good clothes. I mean, that is true. But maybe, I don't know. It's it's a it's a mystery, like, fantasy science metal, mm-hmm. so maybe it can do that shit. I don't it's know. Mystery of the bat metal. Sure. <laughs> uh, also, I believe you spelled Aerosmith wrong, if, if you're talking about Oh, that. I absolutely did. I spelled it like a guy who makes arrows, I think. Right, which I I was I was making a dumb joke because the only Aerosmith I know is that like you know the band. Mm-hmm. Is there one in the comics as well? I mean, there's a comic called Kurt Busiek made a comic called Aerosmith that I was always oh, like, okay. "Come on, dude!" Like, I know, yeah, but they I know that it's they, a word that exists, but come on, yeah, they named themselves after that and then changed it to Arrow, like Aeroplane, because mm-hmm. it was sort of like wordplay. It's one of those band name wordplay things where it's funny the first time, you know, like the like the B sharp. Yeah. It's funny the first time, and then oh, I get it, like aeroplane, yeah, yeah. like Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the Beatles is a pun, which I always forget. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of music, there mm-hmm. was more of that. Like, it felt like a like a Gloria Stefan song or something like like this, like some kind of like R and B hit from like Miami or something. Like, yeah, one of those like. Um, uh, Latina like uh, uh, pop hits, which mm-hmm. that's fine, but it doesn't it doesn't fit in this. It feels at all, very man. out of place, like especially like the last one. The last one went for some sort of jazz big band standards, and that that at least fits in this whole nebulous forties mm. world. But what are you guys just... doing? Again, it's very much like, hey, check out the new single from Batman Records. Okay, and Warner Brothers has been doing that since cartoons existed. Sure. That's, that's what the tunes and cartoons means. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. They were meant to push, like, music. Like, to sell music. We're really going to sell a lot of copies of the merry-go-round broke down. I mean, did, there's a whole... Did do they? you really want to know about this? Cause I can't... Listen. Not that. Here's the thing. So, and I might get, I might have some of this a tiny bit wrong, but this is, this is large, like mostly true. Warner Brothers, I, and I know like uh, Disney did this as well, but Warner Brothers in particular, because Warner Brothers has always been like a media empire mm-hmm. and owns a lot of music. They would always work in songs. Like sometimes you just have Bugs Bunny sort of muttering a song under his breath before the, the action started or whatever. Um, but they got this composer, Carl Stalling, who was a goddamn genius, insane genius. And would weave in all this, like, he would go through the music in Warner's catalog and weave it into the score in a really weird sort of, like, free associative way. So, like, you'd see a woman wearing a red dress and it would be, like, the lady in red. Mm -hmm. You'd see cannibals and there's a song called, like, uh, uh, Dinner Music for a Hungry Pack of Cannibals Uh and he would play that. So, like, Mary Garum Broke Down was him just, like, 
I don't know, Warner Brothers owns this song from 50 years ago. That's going in here. And this is going in here. Just, it all goes in there. Whatever. whatever. So, they've always done that as my huh. point. All right. Yeah. Now, that guy's that guy's fascinating. Because cartoon music, as you know, it like mm-hmm. comes from him. He just, oh. like, yeah, fuck, just throw it on a pile. Every time you see a new character, a new, new music plays. Huh. All right. Yep. It's very cool. Uh, I'm a lot more interested in those cartoons than I am in this one. Yeah, this is not great. Yeah. Bland. Yep. And it shouldn't be, man. Yeah. It should be like, this is one of the greatest superhero action cartoons ever made, and here's more of it. Mm-hmm. Here's here's like two and a half episodes worth in one sitting. Yeah, no, I was really excited to watch this, because it was like a Batman movie I hadn't seen, you know? I just yeah. never got around to it. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, there's plenty of those that we're doing for the Patreon, but that's not exactly well, the same. No, like, this is a Batman the Animated Series thing. Yeah. This is kind of the last Batman the Animated Series thing, you know? Like, yeah. it should feel like a bigger deal than this. This does. This barely feels like an episode, you know? Like, because yeah. I, I expect agree. episodes to be better than this. Well, just like last time, just like the Mr. Freeze one. I yeah. Don't, I don't understand the point of it. Like, we didn't learn anything. I mean, okay, we got to know these characters. I will give them that. Last mm-hmm. time with Mr. Freeze, we, we learned nothing about anybody. Mm-hmm. But. We got it. We got inside these car- these three ladies' heads a bit. Yeah, but Batman had no real conflict. Like I never felt the oh no, my girlfriend is a criminal thing, mm-hmm. like you do with Catwoman or whatever. And like Tim had nothing to do. Alfred just was a catty bitch the whole time, yep. which is great. But that's all he did. And like you know, that's it. So I don't know. Yeah, just a lot of nothing. Yep. There's no point to it. Yeah, because these are characters we've never seen before and we'll never see again. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? <sighs> yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, we did your quote, so I guess we're yeah. done. All right. So we, we alluded to this before. The next one we're doing, we went back and forth about this. Yeah. Because uh, we were going to just say, these are the movies, and then move on. Next week, we do mail, and the week after that, we go into Superman. But uh, we were reminded, I think, by the guest we're having on, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, that this one technically counts it's in continuity it is like when they made this in 2019 i think it is 2018 2019 something like that yeah a a few short years ago uh they said no no this is set during batman the animated series we got conroy we got i think they did they get um uh arlene sorkin uh no no she's retired by this point in fact if i remember correctly i really hated the new harley voice ah well, I, it took me a while to warm to the one on the actual Harley Quinn show because she's doing something a little different with it. Yeah. And, and, but I, as I recall, the other one, I didn't realize it was in this, is it's just doing kind of an impression. But uh, mm-hmm. in any case, it's called Batman and Harley Quinn, and it is in continuity. Yep. And, uh, Lauren Lester's will be in it. Joining us. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. One more time, huh? Mm hmm. Video games. <laughs> I'm old now, uh, though. Hmm. So we got that to look forward to, yeah. I guess. But uh, Brian will be joining us, and he's got some opinions on that, apparently. Oh, boy. And they are not positive. <laughs> I remembered liking it okay. I, 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 I haven't seen this. Uh, I also remember this one is a little dirtier. Yeah. As I recall, this was the first time they said, oh, yeah, Harley Quinn can say fuck. How about mm-hmm. that? Eh, that's fine. Whatever. I got I get used to it on the other show. Yeah. I, got, I liked it in uh, the Birds of Prey movie. But uh, here it felt a little weird. But we'll we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. So, uh, and then after that, as I said, we'll be answering your mail. So please, 
if you have anything you would like to us to address, please write to us. Yes, please. Kids, kids love Batman podcast at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See ya, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.